Hello, you are listening to Fancast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the pilot episode of Fancast, the podcast made by five dance clubs from Melbourne University. On this podcast, we will talk about dancing as well as uni life, play games, and invite guests from the community to share with us. My name is Anne, and I'm the host of this episode because I got very unlucky in our random raffle. And <laughs> today, I am joined by the presidents of the clubs within the Fam Collective. Um, should we start by introducing ourselves? Oh, Who want to yeah, go sure. first? Right, let's go. Yeah. Um, so I'm Zui. I'm the president of uh, Flair Dance Ensemble, and we're a dance club uh, in the University of Melbourne. Um, we've been around for a while, um, and we've only been growing ever since. Maybe except this oh. year, because um, yeah, you know, um, we our goal is just to provide dance for anybody who who enjoys it and who are actively seeking to make friends and and make memories while while doing it. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, I'll go. Um, I'm Arian. I'm the president of the Monash Dance Society. Uh, we're previously known as Monash University Dance Board Club. Um, our club's pretty old for the dance scene. We started in 1965 as a ballroom oh. club, and <laughs> now we've expanded to uh like 18 different styles in both solo and partner styles. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess, kind of similar to what Zoe said, our goal is really just make dance available for beginners and make sure that um, other dancers in the scene feel comfortable and uh, able to have access to the classes that they want. Um, hi, I'm Ashley. I'm the president of Monash Modern Jazz, also known as MMJ. We're the dance club on Monash Caulfield campus. Um, our club was formed in 2010 by an amateur b-boy and childhood ballerina. They came together to form MMJ as a place for dancers to come together um, and learn and share from each other. Since back then, there wasn't really a place on the campus for dancers to like collaborate. And over the years, uh, the club has offered a wide variety of dance styles, but Currently, we focus on street styles, and we offer classes where we teach choreography as well as giving time and space for freestyle dancers. Um, but with the like quarantine situation right now, we're just releasing free online dance classes that you can refer to and um, like learn from at any time. Hi, I'm Anne. I come from Swinburne University's Academy of Street Dance, also known as AOS, and I'm 2020 president. Um, AOS was founded in 2016 by two Funkadelic alumni, Moni and Denny, and in FAM, we're the youngest club of only four years old till this moment. Um, we're mostly focusing on street styles at the moment, but we do offer um, classic styles at times as well. And we really pride ourselves as a place for beginners to try out dancing for the first time to build their confidence. And we, at the same time, we bond, 
we form friendships and we also build the knowledge to beginners about the dance about dancing about the community as well it's like a good foundation a good stepping stone into dancing as a whole hi my name is zach i'm the president for rmit funkadelics we were uh, founded in 2010 um and since then we've we've tried to create a space and create a, a safe space for dancers new and old to uh, come together and just uh share in the arts and um yeah we offer training spaces and just recently we've started doing classes and i guess our our goal is to help new dancers as well um help give them a stepping stone and help educate them about the dance community in melbourne and provide a safe space for them to start their journey like a first impression segment Oh, like should personal? we? That is cute. <gasps> I don't know. I was just thinking of it. For each of us? Yeah, like actually. Of each other? Or of the club? Or... Ooh, of the club is nice. For... We can do of the club. Oh, yeah. It's like the first time you heard like... of the club. What do you think? Yeah, your first class or your first time joining it. I think I scared. I think I scared my friends at the booth because I was so enthusiastic. I was like, "Oh my god, the dance club! What do you guys do?" <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait! Oh wait! I think people at AOS know this already, but my first impression with AOS is um, it's a really interesting story because <laughs> because um, I was at the O Week booth, and the AOS booth only have Harold there. Do you guys know Harold? Yeah, yeah. Harold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so only Harold was there with a phone with nothing on the table with just a phone <laughs> and the only thing that indicates that it's a dance club it's like a small a small standee on the table that said academy of street dance there's nothing indicating that it's a dance club it's just an empty table with harold and with his phone <laughs> <laughs> and when i ask him when i ask him what is this club about and then he introduced me to aos and then he was saying that, oh, do you want to sign up? And I was like, yeah, cool. I want to sign up. And then he gave me his phone so I can put my my name in it. And then um, so the next day I went to the studio. And when and then when I went to the studio, which is supposed to be the class day, there was no one there. There was absolutely <laughs> no one there. Oh. Yeah. What happened? I have AOS gave me so many red flags. I'm surprised I'm still here. <laughs> Next minute, president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so many red flags. Wait, what happened though? Why was no one there? I, I don't remember. I don't really remember, but I just know that the class was cancelled for some reason. Oh. And then, but then I gave them another chance, and then I I returned on the next day, and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> but there were so many red flags. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I still remember trying to find MBS and they were like okay do you know where Boost is I was like no they're like do you know where Campus oh. Center is I was like uh yes because this was literally this was my first day on campus I had no idea what I was doing mm. um and they're like do you know where Campus Center is I was like uh the building in the center <laughs> with the food thingies and then they're like yeah I'm like okay I was, I was like I'm sorry I, I this is my first day on campus I don't know what's going on um and then they were like, okay, yeah, so you just, like, go from Campus Center, you go find a sushi place. I was like, okay. And then they're like, okay, then you go right, and then it's, like, this dodgy little, 
uh, stairwell. I was like, dodgy stairwell. Okay, where are you bringing me? And they're like, just go downstairs and you go to the basement. I was like, okay, we're basement. going to the basement now. <laughs> <laughs> what? And they're like, and then the dance studio is there. And we're starting classes next week, so you can come try classes. I'm like, okay. So we're going down the dodgy alleyway into this like basement for dance classes. Little concern, but okay. And I went anyway. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what you meant. And it's actually like, it's fine. Um, and then I, I kind of um, skipped all my non-essential classes that week and oh. went to all the free dance classes. Because, <laughs> um, oh yeah, MDS runs free classes week for week one from Tuesday to Friday mm. um, from like 10 to 6-ish. So I just <laughs> went to other classes instead of my uni classes. Um, whoops. And then I was like very dead by the end of the week because I had basically oh. done a four-day boot camp. <laughs> Oh my god! At least you got your. Um, it was worth it. You it was your, very worth it. What was that thing? It was a lot of fun. My body was not I happy, but I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that much of like my first time at MMJ. I think I. Because before I started uni, I knew I wanted to start, like, a new hobby or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, my friend Viv, so she's already a dancer. And I was like, oh, maybe that will be fun. And I was, like, getting into K-pop and stuff. So, um, yeah, I wanted to try that. And I think on O-Week, I knew that, like, I searched up beforehand if there's a dance club at Monash. And I found MMJ, and I knew they would have a stall. But I didn't want to seem too like eager. So I just I saw their stall and kind of like casually walked past <laughs> and then just like picked up the flyer and then left. <laughs> and, and then and then um like I didn't really know what any of the dance styles were and stuff. So I just went to the K pop class and it was on the Friday. I think it was like one of the last classes for the week. And I remember it was um, it was Carmen teaching BTS Ooh. not today, and the class was pretty packed, but I just like stayed at the back and like followed along. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, actually, I met another girl who had the same name as me, and then she said she's from the Clayton campus, and then she's like, oh, Clayton also has a dance club. And they're still holding like classes at this time. So I went on the shuttle bus with her and I went to MDS. And then I think it was Jonathan or maybe it was Jonathan. He was teaching um, BTS not today as well. So I just took the same class, like <laughs> one after the other. Just for fun. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so that was my story. <laughs> I was very uh, shy. <laughs> yeah. Zoe, what was your story? Um, mine was pretty uh, serendipitous, I, I guess. Um, I um, when I was back in Vietnam, I I wanted to, you know, get into the dance scene in Melbourne, but then I heard that there wasn't much. Right, I thought that um, you know, the dance culture here wasn't very, you know, fleshed out. Do you guys have any activities that are going on 
within the club during these times now that we're all in quarantine? Uh, for now, I, I think there's a really uh, some some constraints on you know um, what the, all the options are, of the things that we're able to do, and and we're just trying to um, take on things that that are are uh, feasible right now. So um, right now we're just hosting online classes every week, either on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Um, each of them consisting of uh, two classes, uh, one hour each. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to kind of um, have something in place um, before um, classes um, that are offline and, and or interactive can, can become uh, feasible again. So um, yeah, I think that's the, the main thing that we have going on right now. I think it's, it's important to, for Flair to, um, to keep those dance classes going on and, uh, uh, and, and, and we're trying our best to, to keep that alive. So for Funkadelics, um, because of a lot of because uh, a lot of the restrictions are um, are still here, we're not able to go back into our room to train. So um, I guess we've been we've been dormant since the lockdown. Uh, we've had a, a few um, just nights on Discord. So I guess our main event right now, like our main ongoing events are are just the discord chat so every friday we do a, a games night where all of the um, funks members come on and we just chat and we just chill catch up and uh socialize yeah we've got stuff in the works but uh still trying to plan around this whole covid thing so keep an eye out <laughs> i saw you <laughs> and Hoshana. you guys, you guys play any games a or <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, just, we, it's, it's mostly like games. Worker, but you guys seem very fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll join. Yeah, come talk to I'll us. I'll join one day <laughs> when I'm out of my shell. Yeah, we're nice. We um, don't bite. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't bite, right? <laughs> um, so for AOS, um, we're fortunate enough that we have a few new members for 2020. And um, for over a month now, we've been holding weekly dance sessions. It's not really like dance classes anything, but we just go on Zoom and then play a dance tutorial, usually K-pop dance tutorial, and we'll learn it together and then film it together. And it's, it's just like a casual bonding session kind of thing. And at the start of the quarantine, we did, um, something called AOS COVID Challenge, when we um, record ourselves dancing to different sections of I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran. And yeah, it, it was fun. Um, we're trying to have more activities during the winter break. Um, we're in the process of setting up a Discord channel, but... <laughs> All of our committees uh, beginners when it comes to Discord, so we're we're in the process of figuring it out. Yeah, so keep an eye out for it. I think with with Monash Dance Society, we are kind of in the same boat as Funks that we haven't really had a lot of online or physical activities really happening. So we've also set up a Discord and um, we play about games here and there. But I feel like it's a lot more just community than the actual community. And that's a bit hard for us um, to kind of stay engaged with the wider community. Um, we also had like um, 
a trivia night that we did, which was really fun. And I heard a lot of positive feedback from. So I'm hoping to do something more like that again. Uh, we did some online uh, classes that people could view at any time and um, encourage people to submit their clips in. But that was really fun to see. And I think we had a lot of positive feedback from it. Um, but it also really was hard for some people to follow a class online. So we're really hoping that with the lockdowns um, restrictions being loosened a bit, that we can eventually go back to physical classes, whether that be outside and in a different format, or if we can eventually get back to how we usually run classes. We don't know yet, but we're hoping that that's something that we can look forward to in the near future. Mm-hmm. can look forward to in the near future. For MMJ, as I as I mentioned before, we are uploading three online classes on our Instagram and Facebook, um, and they're just there for you to follow along. It's not live, so you can pause and replay as much as you want. Um, those are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday, and they will continue to be uploaded until the second week of June, I think. We also have a collaboration with Monash College where we are holding Zoom dance classes every Monday and those will be um, going on until around the end of this semester. On Instagram, we also recently started the MMJ Level Up Challenge, which is to encourage dancers to reflect and showcase their improvement by comparing an old choreography or an old freestyle video and then comparing that with something they've done recently. In terms of ongoing activities, we have a few things planned for June and the mid-semester break. In terms of dance classes, we're not sure yet whether we will continue the online or if we will be allowed to move into a real-life dance class. Um, but we will for sure also um, provide more opportunities for our members and anyone who wants to join, um, any opportunities to just socialize and chat and stuff. Yeah. Throughout the winter break, Sam might do a few activities for us to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, because many have made known that we were planning for a dance camp in Easter break, but unfortunately that didn't go through. <laughs> so we're trying to find a activities that can replace dance camp. And yeah, I think that would be a very good opportunity for everyone to connect while we're all staying at home. Definitely something yeah, to look uh, forward the, to. The camp that we were supposed to do, I think we're um, planning to push it towards the end of the year, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. If of course. the situation allowed us I mean, I'm just look really looking forward to not mm-hmm. late. Um, so. <laughs> um, um, yeah, on this podcast, you will be um, listening to games. A little spoiler alert, we'll be doing games like Nonsense Debate, as we have mentioned. Um, also, True and Tall, Two Truths and a Lie. 
and then oh we also we will also have a questions corner so um our club will post something like a poll on their respective stories their respective instagram and asking for your questions to us to our guests of the week um questions regarding dancing or how to deal with injuries how to balance dance with uni or work or other commitments um yeah stuff like that so we encourage interaction um i mean we should probably touch on something that is related to dance like just some general discussion yeah like um i mean like one of these questions is should we talk about the community and like the the studios out there and like how people are dealing with dance Mm. in covid and maybe Mm. too racy but any any like movements that are currently happening Mm. with oh (laughs) yes we're very much on topic yeah i was gonna Uh, say i was like i don't know i was like i don't know if it's too heavy of a topic but i like posted in um the project humble group about um kind of like the way that we view yeah culture from black people of color and Mm. how Obviously, a lot of street dancers, especially, and a lot of dancers in general, come from um, from Black people of yeah. color and originate from those cultures. And whether we as dancers are doing enough to acknowledge that, and whether we are doing mm-hmm. it in a harmful way um, that is cultural appropriation and offensive, or if and like mm-hmm. what we can be doing better yeah, to acknowledge that. Yeah, I think also because you know. Um, yeah, I think we can touch on that. Uh, since we have this podcast as like um, a platform to talk about something like this, um, we might as well talk about it because it's uh, it's definitely something worth talking about. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know how how big the podcast is going to be, but um, I think it's it's still worth it. You know. Yeah. Right, so, like, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about the the issue? So um, yeah. I watched a video on yeah. You guys know Stevie's channel, right? On YouTube, yeah. They uploaded a video, mm. just, I think, not long ago. Um, yeah, and they raised some interesting points. I think, to be honest, I'm not that. I don't think I'm that educated when it comes to, um, like black culture and how it influenced dance and how dancers should kind of approach that issue. But I think a good point they raised was that there's kind of a difference between just taking something without looking that much into it versus trying to understand where something comes from and like actually generally being interested in not just the dance aspect but all aspects of their culture. Something they also brought up was that they thought that mm, you shouldn't be too afraid to ask questions because I think asking questions and like also questioning yourself and your actions and your mindset that's how you become more aware and how you become more educated versus um, not reflecting on that at all. Always being aware of that issue and 
um, instead of ignoring it, is like a good first step for anyone. Yeah, I feel like the, the, the cornerstone to any kind of solution, to any kind of problem mm-hmm. is to, to be able to identify it, right, and also acknowledge it, um, whether or not mm-hmm. you're part of the problem or not. And I feel like with this situation, mm-hmm. everyone is complicit. Everyone is a part of the problem, whether it's it's the uh, the guilty or the guilt, or like the one who is is being um, disadvantaged. So I think from from our point of view, it's it's always really important that we are aware of this stuff because you know uh, during the the COVID nineteen case. Um, there has been a lot of racial discriminations on like Asians and, and and we have been very, very vocal about it. Right. And I don't think it's, it's, it should be any different for this one, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we're not part of the same mm-hmm. race, but I mean, yeah, we're, we're not part of the same race, but there shouldn't be any kind of, you know, double standards when it comes to this kind of stuff. And it shouldn't matter only mm-hmm. to you when you're the one who's, as who's having the, the 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 short end of the stick, so yeah, I, I think that's I think that's mm. the main thing um, that everyone everybody has been talking about these days, and there's been the the movement of the the all lives matter movement, which is completely absurd, um, uh, in my opinion at least, um, because yeah, it's it 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 points at the, mm. the the wrong things that the initial movement is trying to. To uh, to to tackle, right? Yeah, I feel like I've been talking too much. Does anybody mm. else have like? Mm. <laughs> it goes. Sorry. I... <laughs> I think... No, no, you're definitely right because like having the all lives movement is ignoring the fact that black people of color have it a lot worse than anyone else, and the black lives movement isn't about saying that black lives are more important. Instead, Black people should be free to go outside and not be fearful that they're going to get stopped by police officers and killed by them simply for going to get lunch or going to school. And that is the reality that is very prevalent, not just in America, but like everywhere um, where they are the minority, that's something that's a genuine issue. And having the Black Lives Movement isn't saying we are more important and our voices should be heard louder. It's saying our voices aren't yeah. being heard yeah. and we need to be heard. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to share that um, for us, specifically for dancers, um, everyone keeps emphasizing how important it is to understand your culture. And I think it's really important as well, especially that a lot of like different dance styles culture comes from black culture for like for a few weeks now i've been watching a series on netflix that's called hip-hop evolution it's a really good series. you guys should watch it um it talks about how hip-hop was created and part of the reason why hip-hop was created is to express um black people frustration towards police brutality Mm. and as hip-hop was created back in correct me if I'm wrong but like nearly 50 years ago Mm -hmm. the situation back then is still similar to the situation right now Mm -hmm. and I think that that says something about the current social situation that we're living in like throughout 50 years I feel like racism hasn't um 
it, it hasn't evolved it's just been like recorded more and we have more platforms to to engage in this kind of uh discourse about um uh police brutality right because beforehand we, we didn't really have mm. any means like because they lacked such a means to to like express their rage um they turned to hip-hop they created something new to hip-hop right and now that yeah, we're having yeah, so many more um, platforms and, and so many mm. ways to to show and, and display this these kind of things it's it's like it's always been there and I, I don't like if it has yeah. um, you know changed for the better it has been in a very small way because we're still seeing so many things and it it, it seems mm. like we're seeing more and more but that is also because of you know we have more things to show it now and more people talking about it than ever. So it, it is a good thing. Um, and it's, it's, it's uh, something to, 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 to exploit, um, to, you know, talk about these things. It's like what Will Smith posted. So I think he sent out a tweet oh, yeah. a while ago. And he's like, Black people being killed isn't new. This yeah. isn't just now like, happening. It's not mm, a new thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. being recorded I mean, yeah. now. I don't think it will turn out in this way, but I hope I really hope that this won't die down. Because um, I read something the other day that some people are thinking this more like a trend. Because I have someone told me that why you guys keep sharing this post about Black Lives Matter, even though you guys are in Melbourne, and like you're sharing to your Melbourne friends, which um, the problem is not happening happening locally. But I think that, as I have read, is if you're not speaking out, you're siding with the offenders, which is what we said. Like all of us are a part of this problem right now because it's not it's not just Americans' problem. It's not just Black people and their offenders' problem. It's our problem right now. It's speaking up for the people of color, speaking up for the people that are experiencing suppression. And like I don't want to like abase the uh, the Asian community at all, but I feel like we've implicit like we've been implicitly complicit in in this this type of stuff. Like I don't know about you guys, but um, my family has always been subtly very racist. Well, subtly very wait. Well, mm. subtly but also very racist towards. Mm. Um, you know, black people and also Indian people and also Muslim people. And um, they do so in a very subtle way. And it gets ingrained into our brain, like all these kind of subtle things is normal, right? Like calling each other, calling like, let's say, like, let's, let's have an example. Yeah. I've been like, I've been uh, guilty of this. Um, back in high school, we used to always, you know, we've taken up hip hop music and we've been like writing along with it. And we thought we were really cool and we would just use the N-word to each other, right? And sometimes, um, uh, mm. you know, um, our school is an international school. So there would be African people and, or uh, African-American people. Mm. And we would just deliberately say those things. And they were fine with it. But, mm. but that's because they had to do what was good for them to fit in because our school was majorly um, an Asian, like probably like 80% Asian. 
and like one percent of those was probably african american or like just african so um from from that point of view they're also a minority right so they had to do what to but they what they had to do to to fit in and and yeah and we didn't realize like the effects of of, of saying those things and 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 now um looking back i was just mm. physically cringing at myself and um i'm not saying that i i'm like completely guiltless but um yeah i think acknowledging those things is, is definitely one of the first steps that i, I had to take anyway yeah because yeah I think it's the same for my family as well. It's more, it's not like yeah. subtly. Like, they don't think it's a bad racist. thing, it's right? Like they think it's like something really normal. Being racist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's even something humorous to them, yeah. which, um, yeah, when I, when I didn't get my exposure into like um, a more diverse community, I used to think that it's humorous as well, but... Yeah, I think it's important that we get ourselves more cultured and more educated mm. in terms of these issues and this problem. And yeah, it's it's good to acknowledge that you've made mistakes in the past, but it's better to grow than um, acknowledging that but not doing yeah, anything I mean, <laughs> to fix it. 2020 has been a very, very pivotal mm-hmm. year in terms of how many things can, can, can mess up at the same time. Or in succession. Mm. Yeah. I think it's much harder to bring these types of issues to the forefront of like the media and like attention. And it's just so easy to like ignore them and go about our lives. So it is like really important that we take this time and like really try and change ourselves and continue even after the pandemic is over and even after all these things return to like, a normal should still have these in like the back of our minds yeah yeah i feel like i'm being normal yeah yeah what is normal normal with yeah i feel yeah i feel like um i don't even know what normal is it might sound really spiritual but i'm not a spiritual person but i feel like after this COVID 19 um thing in the jig i feel like we've been almost reborn in a way because yeah in in many facets i don't know why it's just uh being uh being um confined for so long and then and then being let out into the world again it's like yeah really weird. i get you i feel that as well yeah but it's it's very interesting the way that we've uh i guess we've been able to change our worldview as well uh i've, I've been going to like a lot of seminars for clerkships with law and a bunch of the law firms have been saying that mm. COVID-19 has both been difficult and interesting for them because obviously moving everyone online, some places had the capacity to do that and others didn't. And also it's like, I guess you really reevaluate how easy flexible work is. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we yeah. can get back to to a new Remote norm of a better work-life like, balance because of it. It's everyone, almost everyone has to do it mm. or is doing it already. Mm. So I feel like once we go back to a, like a normal state, we'll probably mm. have more remote working. Mm. We'll probably have less like commuting mm. and just more time to spend with um, people at home. 
which is which is good. I I hope so at least. I mean, we could we could do the yeah. opposite as well. And like eighty hour work weeks. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the old yeah the old ways. I just really hoping yeah. that we don't go back to yeah business as usual because I feel like I feel like our business as usual was not healthy. Mm. I don't think that it's possible as well. Like once people figure out that it's possible to remove everything online, it's such a dated, um, you know, mindset to to have like surveillance because you know if if we have productivity, right? If we can have productivity anywhere, yeah. why not have? I it feel at like home? if you have that word, like the work like in the end is like is, should be yeah. the what you get scored on rather than like your presence in the office. Like yeah. just because they see you, yeah. it doesn't mean you're actually working. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How how has online studying and working for uh, you guys? How has it been for you guys? Is it like a smooth? I'd say pretty rough. Or a rough one. Now that we're all in like the later weeks of the. I feel like it got more. Rough. <laughs> it got rough and then like rougher. Yeah. As we went just along. went bad. I have one unit that's it's... basically not teaching us things. And the whole. That's not helpful. Yeah. Sorry, no, like our assignments and our tutorials are actually not relevant to the lecture oh. content and we're expected to basically learn off the textbook, oh, which is super expensive. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, so yeah. I, I'm struggling to get my rent paid. I cannot afford a textbook. No, Please like, teach the, better. <laughs> I heard that a lot of people got pissed yeah. off because oh. they're basically uh, discounting all the, the, the ones. Uh, at least for for Melbourne University, but yeah, they're just counting all the WAMs and um, all the GPAs as well for this year, and they haven't changed their fees at all. So we're basically like just it's like an empty year. Oh, we oh okay, wait, like so you guys don't thing. have the choice so like to WAM put it into a WAM, right? And GPA is used to apply for med medicine, but GPA we have no choice. Everything is just cut out. That that was the main thing. So WAM. WAM is is fine, I think, uh, because they can choose whether to put it in or not. Oh. But GPA, I think it's like, I think it's the university's attempt to make everything fair. Because if oh. we cut every everyone's grade off, right, then there's no inequality. In 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 yeah, because you know if we can choose, um, what kind which GPA mm-hmm. we can include in and kind of like nitpick all those things, then a lot of people would be able to have a high GPA. And it might be unfair. Uh, unfair. Yeah. And I, I see, I see their 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 point of view, but uh, I'm just a bit concerned with like the fees mm-hmm. and stuff because you know it's it's basically an empty year. Yeah, that sucks. Cause like with Manesh, they're giving you the option to either basically withdraw from the unit after exams, like after you've gotten your grade, or you can um you can get a set aside requirement, so you just get a um. Yeah. Like it's not a pass mark, it's not a fifty, but it's like mm. you set aside oh, requirements yeah, so, like so you have the unit kind of on your transcript, but it doesn't count towards your yeah. women GPA. Mm. Or yeah, I feel like a feel bad mm. kind of thing. Or you can have it count. Yeah. So you, you have all three options, which is really good. I and I think that's something that the student union fought really hard for because some people are doing well and they were able to adapt. Mm. And some people are having extenuating circumstances that are making it harder for them to adapt. So you got to take everyone's personal circumstances into account when you make these kind of decisions. 
um, our student union has announced that for us to GPA. So um, at the end of the semester, we can apply yeah. to not count our GPA into the WEM. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, it's unit by unit. So you can choose like, if you get an HD on this unit, you can keep it. Yeah. But if you get like mm. a credit on this unit, you can leave it. You can opt in not counting it towards your final mark if it lowers your GPA. But, um, oh, and also if mm. we fail this semester, it won't count towards uh, Sanskrit, but we will have yeah, to do that. Fair, fair, yeah. Fair. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I feel like the majority of everyone is having difficult um, transitioning to online studies because to be fair, it's, it's always better to study face-to-face -face mm. because it's a different feeling. Even, even if you're not asking questions or even if you're not interacting very much, but like you're more focused when it's face-to-face. I know I feel the same. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's it's yeah. not really about time, but it's more about the environment because I strive out of a productive environment. So, like, if I study in the library, I'll do a lot better. Um, just because I'm in that mm -hmm. environment that I'm I'm looking at everyone, everyone like busting mm -hmm. their ass off, right, mm -hmm. doing work, and I'm like, I I can't slack off, right? I I have to do it. So, and when you're home, like, it's it's an environment where. At least, like for me, it's an environment where I chill around and I don't do anything, and it's been really hard yeah, trying to get like, that association that out of your head of like home and like. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like a psychosomatic thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what I found was that you yeah, you so have to try and like separate your home space into study spaces. Yeah. So like, don't eat at your desk. Yeah, yeah. Eat outside at the dining table and. When you study, have another yeah. separate part. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. study in front of your computer, even though you sort of have to use it. But like, yeah, yeah. Try and separate <laughs> the two. Yeah. And have bed only for yeah. bed. I don't know if this count as um, kissing teachers' ass or not. But at the at the start of the quarantine, I feel really bad for my teachers. Oh, that's nice. So I sent all of them emails. Oh, that's so wholesome. I know that we're all in a difficult yeah, situation that's wholesome. right now, and I hope that. Um, that's yeah. so nice of you. <laughs> yeah, and I said that um, you should know that you're doing well. At <laughs> yeah, and, I... yeah, <laughs> you're trying to go as well. But I'm not doing that to get any like <laughs> good marks or anything. It's just like a considerate action. Mm. So if you want to do that, please do that. But if you're thinking that it's like a very showy action, yeah. then you can yeah. do it anonymously i don't know but i feel like it's a very good encouragement yeah no i feel the same mm -hmm. uh, for me it's it's yeah. not really about time but it's more about the environment because i strive out of a productive environment so like if i study in the library i'll do a lot better um just because i'm in that mm -hmm. oh, one activity oh. that i think we can yeah. do right now is using the host for the next episode oh, oh yes Ooh. Wait, doesn't the last the one get to pick list generator? No, 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 you get to pick end. Okay, I'm hitting random uh, line. Uh, okay. No, no, I'm I'm writing the name because it's a <laughs> list randomizer. All right, so um, you're just not making it up. 
I'm sending the screenshot to the group chat. We'll know who it is, but we're not going to spoil it right now. But then everyone will be able to see our reaction. Okay. I think this, have, this is okay. a very good thing. <laughs> no spoiler. No spoiler, but it's going to be very fun. Uh, yeah. I think for the next episode, we'll still be here. Like the president said, um, later on in the podcast, we might have representatives from like the committee or the members as well, old and new. And we will invite like old members as well. Maybe we can have an, a special episode like the founders of the club or something. Yeah. This has been FamCast. Thank you for listening and make sure you tune in for the next episode.